You're listening to The Nerd Table, part of the CKCC Radio family of podcasts. Find us wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to The Nerd Table. Sit down and join us. I'm Chris O'Mealy, joined, as always, by Eric Flores. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. And, of course, Dan Peck. Hey, everyone. And we got a lot of superhero stuff to talk about this week, don't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, this is a show about nerd stuff, and superhero stuff happens to be one of the quintessential nerd things. And as Dan is to Star Wars as I am to superheroes, uh, I very much enjoyed the stuff I've seen this past week. We got lots to talk about here, but first I'd like to direct everybody to the brand new CKCCRadio.com website currently being built, but you can check that out. I'm going to put a link to the Podbean feed right at the top while I build the individual pages so you can go to the feed and scroll through. But what's going to happen is you can just go to each podcast's individual page from here on out and just click and be taken to the list of episodes updated each and every week. Dan is handling the grunt work there. He's actually sending me the link, and then I'm going to be the one to move it over to the website until we actually have the list built, and then Dan might be able to do that himself. But we'll make sure that every new episode is linked for you. So all of our shows, I won't even go through the individual stuff, but they're all going to be there, including the brand new Park Hopper 101, the newest show on CKCC Radio. Eric, what is that show about? Uh, it's basically us talking about our favorite rides at the parks. And we'll probably hit up every single ride that we've experienced. Um, we'll bring people who have worked at the attractions or are familiar with the parks in general. And, and we'll just talk about our favorite rides and attractions and food and whatever we decide that we like about the parks. So, you know what I'm excited about but also slightly disappointed in at the same time uh, what's that the debut episode of park hopper 101 is already bigger than the nerd table <laughs> uh, we, we got better numbers off of that and i'm a little i'm a little sad because this is the current flagship show it was doing the best and then i beat myself at my own game by talking about the freaking theme parks who would have thought that the theme parks would be more popular than nerd stuff um, I did. I mean, we all did because you've seen the people who've gone to the parks. It's it's basically a cult following. Yeah. Well, you know why? Because everybody who listens to this stuff are friends of ours, and you and I just have more friends that worked at the parks than we do with any th any other aspect of life because we were both there for so long. So that I get it. I get it. But so thank you guys to all supported Park Hopper 101. Now, as I mentioned on that show, it is going to be a miniseries style show. There will not be a new episode every week. There will probably be a new episode at least once a month is what I'm going to go for. So like this was kind of the pilot was kind of the March episode. By the end of April, you will have another episode. I will make sure that that gets done. Now, by the end of April, you might have three new episodes. We don't know. It really depends on who we can schedule, what we can talk about, and when people are available. It's basically what it boils down to. But if you guys are or have worked at, if you are fans of or have worked at any of these parks, any of these rides, and want to discuss them in, in depth, 
this is your open invitation to join us. And we do want this to be fun and positive, and we are going to tell a lot of park stories, stuff we may have already told on here, but we'll save stuff for specific instances of that park. More than likely, Eric, we're probably going to end up talking about rides that you and I worked at first. I mean, yeah, I, I figured as much. Uh, or just rides that we have stories for, because I yeah. have some stories for some rides that I didn't work at. Oh, I do, too. I have other people's stories and also stuff that I wasn't necessarily working there, but witness things, too, which is always fun. So we'll save those. So if you guys like the park discussions you've heard on this show, we're going to probably move a lot of that stuff to that show and save it for there. And we'll focus more on the nerdy stuff over here. And if you want more nerd stuff, check out our partner shows, including the Blake and Sal show. The United We Fan Podcast with Mark and Brian. Both of those gentlemen will probably be joining us on Park Hopper 101. Oh, and there's also Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. Our uh, newest partner show, which of course involves good old Eric here and good old Matt. Uh, if, if you've never met Matt, he's a very angry individual, but he, it's funny the shit that comes out of this, this his mouth. Matt is my favorite person to play Among Us with just because of the fact that I know he doesn't actually take the game seriously, but he acts like he does and makes it entertaining as a result. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. <laughs> uh, it's bullshit how you guys came up with me being the imposter. Well, but we were right, so, you know. The nine times out of ten, it's a bullshit reason, but it's correct. <laughs> but it's also correct, correct, yes. So that's all the cool stuff you guys can check out here. Uh, the pilot of Straight Shootin' with Chris O'Mealy was available on Patreon, patreon.com slash club kayfabe. We have brand new patrons, by the way, so I have to give them a shout out because that's like the thing that we do here. And I'm going to give a full shout out. So I'd like to thank all of our patrons who are currently members, our $5 tier patrons, Brian, Matt, and Roll. Thank you guys for your patronage. You get access to all of our content. To our $10 tier gentlemen, that would be Robert, Randy, Adrian, and Jay. You guys not only get full access to everything, you get guaranteed shoutouts. You'll be getting weekly shoutouts on the nerd table. And you get to help control some of the content that you listen to by giving us suggestions. And... To our $15 tier members, Jeff and Glenn, you two get to not only choose stuff, but appear anytime you want on any show you want. And Jeff will 100% be joining us on Park Hopper 101. Yeah, I was Jeff, just thinking that. Jeff catches like, in very frequently for uh, Real Paranormal and Ranking Tracks. He catches in all the time on those shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all the time. He appears very frequently on those two shows. <laughs> It's almost like it's his show or something, you know? I know, right? Might as well be. <laughs> By the way, two of our patrons are also published authors, Jeff and Adrian. And soon on CKCCRadio.com, you'll be able to get direct links to their books. And we're doing that for no other reason than to help promote them, because we're not going to see a profit from helping sell these books. But we promote creativity, people. That's why we do this stuff. Creativity is important and should always be promoted and should always be supported. So, yeah. 
a pretty positive way to kick off the show, right? Yeah. I think. I think. I think so. Mm-hmm. So let's let's uh kit we got a lot of superhero stuff to talk about, but there's also some stuff that was discussed in the group that I wanna I wanna touch on too. So let's start off the show with a thing that I posted in our Facebook group, Facebook.com slash group slash the nerd table pod. And let's say you guys got an opportunity right now to appear on a game show. It could be any game show in history, but it was just one. You are guaranteed to compete on it. What would you choose? What would you choose as the one game show to actually compete on? The well, you guys think of yours, I'll give you... Yeah. So I, I'm torn between two. On the one hand, I really want to do the temple run on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Because that yeah, would just you, be you so won't win. You're guaranteed to lose. <laughs> or... We don't run fast anymore. Yeah, that's true. No, no, it's literally that show was rigged. Because they couldn't pay out the, for the winners. They literally rigged it so there would only be like one or two winners a season. Terrible. And then there's The Price is Right, which would probably be my, my ultimate go-to just because of the fact that... I mean, just by by saying competing, in the context of that show, it means I at least get picked to bid on items. But if I make it on stage, I have a chance to win something and I have a chance to go to the showcase and win a showcase. So you have a lot of opportunities to win on that show. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I, you do have to spin the wheel and be kind of lucky. Yeah, that but... wheel is bullshit sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I have you noticed I, there... uh, I, I know what my show would be. It's going, okay. to, it's going to have to be deal or no deal. Oh, that's a good one. I mean, you're guaranteed. You're guaranteed to win at least one cent at least a penny but even their starting <laughs> bid you get rid of like a few things man I, I i honestly think it's really easy to get over 10 grand personally that. personally if it ever goes like above like twenty thousand, i'm taking it <laughs> yeah exactly twenty thousand is enough to completely change my life tomorrow yeah yeah same yeah, it gets me completely out of debt and ahead of uh, most of things in my life. I would I would be 100 percent debt free. No credit cards, no car payment. Yeah. And I'd still have about seven grand that I can probably just toss into some sort of retirement account or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of Eric's going to hook me up with a retirement account. We've been chalk. We've been chatting. Yeah, I've upgraded my uh, my portfolio, but we'll talk about that later. We will not. This is not for on air discussion, but no. this could be very good for our creative ventures, like very, very good. But so here's what the group has has stated. Uh, our old friend Robert or not Rob on Among Us said that while he liked a lot of game shows as a kid, he thinks he would do the best on Nick Arcade. And nowadays he holds out hope that he's going to be on Jeopardy someday. So that's a that's a pretty good one, Nick Arcade. I, I used to lo- watch the hell out of Nick Arcade. I think I would be good until the part where you go inside the game, and then I would do awful. I that would be awesome. I would love that. I have to look this up. Find some, yeah. See if you can find some old episodes of Nick Arcade. But it was a game show with video games. I always want wanted to get the Sonic game because I figured I would do the best at that. 
Yeah, and it does stuff like you have to get thirty rings in sixty seconds, and yeah, which I which I could do. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was another video game style uh, show back in the day. It was kind of a game show style thing, and I know it offered it offered like tips and tricks and stuff at the same time because that's how I learned about some of the Super Mario Brothers three secrets I never knew about. Like in in World Eight, you can jump into quicksand and actually find like it's that you won't actually die you'll travel down to a bottom portion of the map in one of the world eight like actual worlds that you could click on so i'm looking up pictures of nick arcade i have seen this and you want to know what this reminds me of what's that ibm inside yes at disney Yep, because Disney had a thing where you could be in a video game. You oh, could, yeah, I think I remember seeing a video about that. In a doc. That was actually a really fun little thing to work at. I liked yeah. that. I liked yeah. that a lot. You would first you do the motion capture and then you actually go and play the game. Like you do the motion capture stuff and then you play the game as you. And I used to do all kinds of wacky stuff when I would open it in the morning to test it. So like for jumping, I would turn around and like do something wacky so in the game it's you running in place right as your motion but then every time you jump you just turn around so it looked really stupid but that was the idea some of those kids were friggin' creative too with how they would do it yeah and then you got the little card so you could go play the game at home like right off the website yeah, that was cool. Uh, my good friend Megan chimed in here. She also said Nick Arcade. And she goes, y'all, those kids couldn't duck or jump to save their lives. I want to defeat Mongo. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's the other thing that we learned really quickly about kids, right? Is that they're literally awful at a lot of things. Dude, when you were a kid, did you think you were, like, the absolute shit at certain things, and then you, as you grew up, you realized how much you actually sucked at something? Yes, but it was also something that I was pretty decent at, too. So, it was kind of like, you ever think you're really good at something, and you are, but then you meet somebody who's ridiculously, ridiculously better than you at that one thing, and then it it just dawns on you, like, you might be, like, not as good as you think you are, but you're still better than most people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that that shit kind of happened. And it happens a lot. <laughs> like things it's like okay, my 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 job requires me to fix a lot of things and I'm pretty good at it. Like I'm really good at troubleshooting. But I I've got nothing on some of these engineers. <laughs> like okay, clearly you win. But like you're the top ten percent. Anyway, yeah, you're... my thing, my thing was uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm so good at this. Shit, am I good at this? Then you just get stomped. Yeah, like I was really good, and then I'm just like, what the? I've never seen that card before. Yeah, okay, this game's not. The magic I win card. Oh, you know what? You know what? I've got one chess i used to be so good at chess as a kid because i and and i realized that the only reason i was good is because i always played against people who either sucked or didn't know how to play 
And then when I finally matched somebody with somebody who was quote unquote my equal, I got stomped. I got stomped. I was losing pieces left and right. And I was like, you know what? I'm not as good as this as I thought I was. But the fact is, I'm probably actually still pretty damn good at chess. I just I got I got my ass kicked. So. Yep. Just remember, even Michael Jordan lost some games. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing, right, is is there's always going to be a player who comes along who's younger, better, more skilled at something. You know, what always bothers me about that. One thing that always bothered me about Space Jam, my sister and I used to talk about this all the time. Space Jam was so focused on Michael Jordan dunking. And everybody forgets that he was the master at the three pointer. Like he was really good at hitting three point shots. I know, but like that's But stretching. dunking looks cool. Yeah, dunking but dunking looks cool. Cause I've hit some three point shots before, but you know what I've never done? Dunked. <laughs> I literally never. I mean not on a ten foot rim. No. Maybe I mean, a, maybe an eight foot rim. <laughs> the only time I, I, that I've dunked on a ten foot rim was at a trampoline park. <laughs> so yeah, there's that. I count it. I count it. That's head cannon. I count it. <laughs> uh, so Hannah, of course, chimed in, and the show she said was Jeopardy. So she must be super smart if she could get on Jeopardy and and do good. I lost on Jeopardy. Hannah, are you a trivia master? Should we challenge her? We should challenge her. Bring her on the show. Make our own trivia. And do wrong answer Jeopardy with Hannah. Yes. <laughs> Except she's giving all the right answers. <laughs> She'll give all the right answers. And, and like, no. And, and there's not going to get a single point. Not get a single point. Uh, yeah, speak, speaking I'm of I'm waiting people, to hear the two shows I'd probably do. I'm waiting to see if someone says them. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, they probably so, haven't thought of or heard of one of the shows. So, so I've probably told this. Sh- I don't know if I told the story on this show, if it was on previous podcasts or not. But the all time Jeopardy champ now is Brad Rutter, who is actually my friend's brother. And he is the he is the super champ now. He's bigger than Ken Jennings, the, the Mormon guy. Everybody knew Ken Jennings got famous because he went on like that insane winning streak where like, what was it like an entire year he was? Reigning yeah, champion. I, I remember when that happened. I was like, "Wait a second! What are you talking about? I thought you could only go for a week on that show." And they're like, "No, they changed it. And this guy's been on for like three months straight." Yeah, and then they had to change it again, didn't they? Because like back in the day, it was the person who won Monday played Tuesday, winner Tuesday plays Wednesday, so you could play five days in a row if you right. won on. And Monday. then you were, and then you were done. And then you were done until the championships, whenever those happen. Right. But yeah, this guy went forever. And then the uh, the best was when he uh, he finally lost. And it was like the lady was like the ultimate giant killer. They're like, you've you've defeated the the undefeated champion. And then she lost like the next night. It's like with <laughs> Holly home beating uh, Ronda Rousey and then losing her next match. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. <laughs> that's exactly what it was. You take down. You take them down, and then you're you're not like famous Buster anymore. Douglas beating uh, Mike Tyson. How long did Buster Douglas hold the title? Until uh, the next fight, I think. Right? Didn't he lose it the next fight? 
I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. Busta Douglas. Yeah, look that up. But uh, but yeah, so I went to high school with a girl named Kristen. We're still friends to this day. And the guy she married is brothers with Brad, the all-time Jeopardy champion. And because he's a Rhodes Scholar, he's really good at his trivia. But the other key with Jeopardy is you have to be fast at buzzing in. Because, like, my mom is really good with trivia, and she's actually tried to get on Jeopardy and, like, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire a couple of times. And the reason she never made it was because she couldn't uh, she couldn't pass the speed rounds. Yeah, she also one of the, one of the issues with that show is that if you buzz in too early, it will lock you out and you cannot buzz in. Correct. Correct. So that is where she uh, she did not make the, the cut. Buster Douglas did lose his next match against Evander Holyfield for the title. Oh, there you go. <laughs> of course, uh, our friend Miranda chimes in next. Little Miranda. I miss Miranda. She was so much fun to work with. Yeah. Another, another great Interventions alumnus. And her answer was another show that would be on my list, too. Supermarket Sweep. I loved that show. I know they did a reboot of it that I haven't actually seen, but the original one was fun because it had the trivia, right? And then it was go for the groceries and like, and I was always like, oh yeah, get the good stuff, get the good stuff. And then there were always like the hidden clues and tags and there was like extra game stuff. The early version of the show even had like monsters, like Power Ranger Carmen Sandiego style monsters of the day type things that were really wacky. They had like giant inflatable stuff that you could find in the supermarket. I love that show. I would 100% compete on Supermarket Sweep. Please tell me you guys have seen that. Yep. Yeah. I uh, I don't know why you wouldn't just run down the aisle with like your arms just out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like yeah. <laughs> just get all the stuff. Did you ever see the thing where it was the guy? It was like uh. It was like, oh, he get he won something and he got to go on like a, a quick a quick time spree of like a best buy or something. And he got to keep anything he could get his hands on. And I remember he was always like struggling to get big shit and trying to like cram it in the cart. I'm like, this guy's an idiot. What I would do is I would run in there, grab something, run it back, throw it down and then grab the cart and start going for more shit like like, stop trying to friggin' shop. The, this is a spree. Get what you can get your hands on and then worry about selling and trading it for the stuff you really want. Just yeah. go. Go to, Just, go to the consoles. <laughs> yeah, grab as many PS5s as possible and then hit up eBay. <laughs> <laughs> They're not there. It's empty. It's, it's totally empty. Shout out to all my friends who got their PS5s, by the way. I chose an iPad instead. But I'm going to be happy with that choice. Unfortunately, it still hasn't arrived yet, but I don't think it's supposed to arrive for another like two days. Dude, everyone that's bought a PS5 recently got it within two days, dude. Yeah, because they're getting it directly from the Sony store and they ship it like that day. They do like next yep. day shipping. Yeah. So everybody's doing it the smart way. If the rumors the are true now. Yeah. If the rumors are true and they make it fully backwards compatible back to Gen 1, I will get one the next day. And I will go to my local game store and start stocking up on all the old games I don't have anymore. And I will have a PlayStation collection again. And that will be the coolest thing ever. If they do that, 
if that rumor comes true and they make PS5 backwards compatible, PlayStation is going to win. Because Xbox will have no choice but to do the same thing. I mean, Xbox is And they can't go as far back. (laughs) No, they don't have to go as far back, but they'll... Well, they can't. (laughs) They didn't exist. Yeah. But PlayStation will, will win. So, yeah. What I what I would do if I was Microsoft, as soon as that rumor came out, I would have been like, oh, if that's just a rumor, let's actually do it and make I mean, it compatible all the way back to Gen 1 Xbox. Microsoft's reaction or response to that was they're like, oh, you want to play that way? Okay. Every game that you get on here, you can play on PC and vice versa. I mean, you technically don't need an Xbox. They just want people to move over to the Microsoft ecosystem. And they're doing a tremendous job with the um, not Xbox Live. But they have that uh, cloud gaming. Game Pass. Their Game, game Pass. Pass. Yeah. Game Pass is fucking amazing. Because at that point, it's basically like paying for Netflix. But you have an entire library of not just Microsoft games or like Microsoft Studio type games, but EA games. Uh, like everything's on there. I'm thinking about getting the PC Game Pass. The thing is, the PC Game Pass... Uh, you can only get month to month. You can't not buy a year of PC Game Pass. Yeah. So dumb. Mm, yeah, but I'm okay with that. I have a lot of stuff month to month, so I, I think I'd be all right with that. Yeah, they normally just make it a little cheaper if you decide to do like a year, you know, instead of it yeah, being you can't even $12. Do the, only, the only way to get a year of, of, of um, PC Game Pass is if you do like the Platinum version, which includes Xbox Gold and everything. And it's, you know, way more money, and really all I want is the Game Pass and to not have to worry about paying it every month. Eh, that's true, yeah. Because it's, like, uh, way more expensive for oh, yeah. the pre- that, that premium. Oh, yeah. And then with that... I mean, you are essentially buying three things when you get that premium edition. You're buying Game Pass, you're buying Xbox Live Gold, and you're buying EA Play. All three things at once. And you're paying for all those three things at once. See, my big thing is, like, I love that because there's nothing else out there really like it. But at the same time, I already have, like, 200, almost 300 games already. And I I still look at my library going, I have no idea what I'm going to play. And I always feel like I have nothing to play. And you've you've played 10 of them. (laughs) I play like 10 of them. And and here's what happens. I'm like, you know what I want to play today? I want to play The Witcher. And then I open up that library and I see all these other games. Like, But I have all these other games. <laughs> then I like freak out and like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm playing League of Legends. Like That's pretty <laughs> much what, what happens every time. I have all 725 North American Super Nintendo games on my Raspberry Pi. And what do I do when I come time to play a game? I hook up with you fuckers and play Among Us again. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I get it. That's, I mean, I have all these games on my Switch and I play Animal Crossing every day. And waste hours playing Animal Crossing. Well, okay. No, you know what? I'm going to say this right now. There's no such thing as wasting time playing a video game. That I, 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 I believe that if you're having fun, you're not wasting time. There you go. I'm on record saying that. If you are having fun, you're not wasting time. 100%. Uh, I'll, I'll allow it. 
Okay, well, I didn't ask for permission, <laughs> but <laughs> but we'll go with that. Uh, speaking of having fun, other game shows to compete on. From our friend Chris Wright, his was Double Dare. Double and Dare yes, 100% would compete on Double Dare. Dude, I had a Microsoft DOS Double Dare game where one team was light blue and the other team was purple because those were the colors Microsoft DOS was capable of. Wow. <laughs> 1986 to 1993, 482 episodes. Awesome. Then they had the revival like four or five years ago. Yeah. You remember Remember the pizza was the biggest bullshit because the flag was impossible to find? Yeah. Yeah. It was I, always either... A physical that, challenge with the flag easy to grab at the end, or a challenge which actually finding the flag. And I'm like, fuck, you know what? I'd rather have the physical the couch, challenge. The couch. The couch. Okay. The couch. The giant nose. The giant nose. Yeah, I remember that. Ugh. It's, it, that's one of those things where, like, okay, I, can, I understand. But, like, putting that three-piece puzzle together on, uh, what's it called? Legends? No. Come mm-hmm. on. It's three fucking pieces. First the ass, then the torso, then the head. It's not that difficult. It's a fucking monkey. But they put a trample guard in both things, so you can lose anyway. So. Yep. All right. Here's a really good one from our friend Brian. BJL. Pinkubus, Mancubus, whatever the hell he wants to be this week. Win Ben Stein's money. Ah, I love that show. I heard the show that got. Yeah, never seen it. So this show got Jimmy Kimmel his start. This was his first show before the. This was a game, uh, a trivia game show on Comedy Central. Yes, you actually challenged Ben Stein, and the whole idea was he would you would actually win his money, but you were challenging him to the trivia contest. He gets paid ten thousand dollars per episode, but the winnings are paid out of his payment. Right. So, so first round is three people, regular trivia. Second round, he comes in, taking the place of the eliminated person. And then the final round is like the isolation zone. Where oh, yeah. Him, you, him and the, the person <laughs> with the most money face. Yeah. And if you, you win, you get his, you get all of his money. And if not, you get the money you earned during the show. You get uh, the, the last round was. You and him each get asked the same questions, but you get to choose depending on what your how your score is, if you want to go first or second. And then you have to answer more questions. And a lot of them would choose to go second because that way they knew how many they had to answer to beat Ben. But the really brave ones were like, nope, I'm going first. I'll set the bar. Because then if they if they ask you like eight questions and you only get three of them right, then all Ben has to do is answer four to beat you. And he usually did because he's super smart. That's the thing, right? Because he's one of them. He's one of them well-educated. He's one of them well-educated Jewish boys. They know everything. I mean, he wrote speeches for Nixon. Yeah, he did. Did he really? (laughs) Yeah, that was his job in the 70s. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, dude's a friggin' genius. And the show concept was a genius, too. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. All right. This is from our friend Nickel, as she says in Among Us, Hannah's buddy, who got 
unceremoniously acquainted into our little nerd table family here by just because she happened to not only play the game, but be friends with Hannah. And I don't know what she actually thinks of us, but hopefully it's positive. <laughs> I mean, and her answer was think of positive things when it comes to us. That's fine. Think whatever the hell you want. I mean, she seems to have a good time. So yes. she, her answer was guts must get the aggro crag. Guts is good. I completely oh, forgot about show. guts until you just said it. Member Mo? Do, 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 do you have it? And now for the rules from Mo. Mo! <laughs> that, oh yeah, that show was so much fun. But everybody was, was there for the aggro crag. Every time. You gotta get a piece of the radical rock. The super mega ultra aggro crag. Dude, that was the thing, like, Grand Slam Wrestling tried really hard to to incorporate 90s nerd culture in, and they actually had the aggro crag as one of the prizes for their shows. So it was like a ladder match, but instead of, like, a Money in the Bank briefcase or a championship belt, you'd win the aggro crag, the the the, uh, the trophy. And, yeah, that, I, I mean, I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, so there's the there's a game shows. Of the, no, well, we got we got more, we got more. This is this is another one that would be on my list. This is from Joey Image, and he said that that would be Wheel of Fortune. Because I you love playing. Too, I, too much luck based though. I would do good in the Hangman portion, but the spinning the wheel, I get fucked. Because you you'd never get it to land up. Yeah, that was the other thing. Like, you know the puzzle right, but you're still spinning the wheel because you want more money, and then you fuck yourself, and it goes to the next person. They're like, well, obviously, it's never going to give you up for your 80s song lyric. You son of a bitch. Also, Image claims that he has a boycott of the show, and he's not ready to end it, and then people were like, what's your reason for boycotting it? And he never answered, so... What the hell? Uh, Don, our old, our friend Don here, he uh, he has a very specific answer. Not just American Gladiators, but specifically the stage where they shoot the tennis balls at you. <laughs> that stage is the shit. I remember watching that stage as a kid, thinking I really want to just do that. Yeah, like, everything else was oh, like all right, but that stage was like fucking awesome. But I knew that I would never be able to do anything on that show. I'm too much of an asthmatic fat ass that I wouldn't be able to do anything. I just didn't want to get hit by a giant stick. (laughs) (laughs) But like, seriously, imagine playing capture the flag in that area. Right. You get tagged by one of the balls. You're out. um, Or you reset or whatever. They could totally make that into a, a video game stage. I just do like a capture the flag match there. I, would I think totally they should do down and turbo and laser are just shooting tennis balls at you the whole time. Yes. Yes. I would totally be down with them making a video game of American gladiator. I mean, I'm they sure did, they've already done. Sucked. They and, did. Yeah. It sucked. No, like now, yeah. now. I think a manhunt or capture the flag video game would be a lot of fun. Like, like, ex- like extreme versions with all kinds of crazy different levels and scenarios and things. 
I would have a blast with that. Can somebody get on that? I've, Seriously. Like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Like, they could totally do it. And, and make it an online game. Competitive. Yeah, it would work, man. It'd work. But because of that, there's a team element, so it's also cooperative and competitive. Yeah. It would be really... Would be really cool. Somebody get on that goddamn. There has to be like an indie game or something out there. And if there's not, where's where, where's our guildmaster friends? They're good at coding. Can we get can we get can we get them in on this? Like, can we make yeah. this shit happen? I think this needs to happen. I'll hit them up later. Be like, yo, American Gladiator, get on it. <laughs> and then capture the flag in Manhunt. Call like, it, you go. Call it, yeah. Yep. You've just we just gave you a shit ton of new game ideas. That was the other thing too. Like I used to be super, super, super good at Battleship. I'm almost undefeated in Battleship. I very rarely lose. And then I played against somebody who imposed the exact same strategy I imposed. And they beat me. And the only reason they beat me is it took me too late to figure out that they were literally doing the same thing I do. Because I have a very specific strategy of how to hide some of my ships. And actually, I have a couple of different strategies. Because once people figure out one, I have to impose a second one. I have like four. But somebody found me out. And then I realized that they were doing the same thing. Because one of their ships was in the exact same spot where my ship was. Literally the same spot. Same two pegs. The little guy. They found the hiding spot for it. And I was so mad. I was like, you son of a bitch. And I realized it too late because I still had one more ship of theirs to track down and they had found my last ship. Because they sunk the little guy first, which means you're basically screwed at that point because that aircraft carrier can't hide. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. That, that is true. You lose that All right. ship, you might as well just call it game. We're like, well, you win. Uh, we can't really do Matt Sulo's answer here because we already talked about Guts, Hidden Temple, and Price is Right, which were his three answers. And the last one came from our friend Matt Hardman over at the Race Nerd Podcast, who said uh, he wants to compete on Celebrity Jeopardy, but that won't happen because I'm not a celebrity. And you only want to do that because you want to do a, a Sean Connery impression. Just admit it. Or you want the easy answer, the easy questions. And oh, yeah. All right, so nobody said yours, did they? No, I had two. They are Hollywood Squares. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Because worst comes to worst, you just met nine famous people, and Oprah is always in the center. So you gotta not Oprah, uh, Whoopi. Whoopi, yeah, because it's her show. She was the one that revived it. So she's Um, always in the center center deal. I see the other and Peanut on there. Oh yeah, I haven't seen mm-hmm. it forever. So like since like high school when it was when it first came back, um, and the other one would be a show called Concentration. Classic Concentration. Do you know about that show? I, no, never heard of it. Yeah, it was cool. So it's it's a match game, right? Yeah. And what you're matching are prizes, so you can. So let's say you you match a TV twice. You find the. T- there's like 25 squares. 
Okay, I pick six and I pick nine, and they both say TV, so you just want a TV. And the squares then get eliminated, and behind it is a picture. But and it's, it's one of those... It's a puzzle picture. It's a puzzle picture, right? Like, And you have to figure out what the picture's trying to spell out. And then, yeah, it was that's such a fun game. And I love it because the set was all the different cars you could win was the set behind the... <laughs> yup. Oh, that was such a fun game. That would be a good game show revitalization. It's an easy show concept, too. It hasn't been on since 91, dude. I remember watching it growing up. It was so much fun. That's another one I had a classic uh, PC game version of it. And yeah, I I was I played the hell out of that game. I'm pretty sure there's there is an NES version of it. I'll have to try it, see if it's any good. The PC one was just fun. But I love I love those old PC games too because the uh the people, like the people animation, none of them actually look natural. <laughs> which is the best part. Cause they because you can only do like the eight bit animation, so the people don't even really look like people. They look like horrible cartoon caricatures. And it's like, which one do you want to be? Of these six hideous individuals, which one do you want to be? There is an NES version. So yes. There is. I know there is. It's on my Raspberry Pi. I just don't know if it's any good. Okay, classic concentration. That's a good one. Yeah. Really good answer. Do you guys remember Beat the Geeks? Did you guys ever see that show? Not really. Sounds familiar, but no. It was on Comedy Central. Yeah, they had a movie geek, like a TV geek. They had a music geek. And then you had to, they were masters of their trivia, and you had to beat them at their own trivia questions. And I would have loved to compete on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Because I know I would have, I know I would have at least done decent for trivia. I and, correctly answered the million dollar question once because remember when they were doing it, you would be able to play online on the website. Yes. And I got the million dollar question right one time. But the person oh. passed and just took their the five hundred thousand. Uh that sucks. And I got it right. And I was like, Oh, you would have won. But would you have made it to that far? Is yeah, the question. Yeah. <clears throat> Who would you use know. as your lifeline? Who would you? Who would be your lifeline? Well, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't use me either. One hundred percent would not use me. <laughs> well, I mean, that would be like I would be getting serious about trying to get on a trivia show, right? And so then I would be trying to specialize in things, and then find out the one thing I'm the worst at, and get a friend that's good at that, right? Right. And that so, would be the person. Right. So, like, if you're you're really good with your sports and your music trivia, but maybe you're lacking on world history. So you might find somebody who knows their world history better than you and make that your lifeline. So then when they ask you that question about ancient Mesopotamia, you can call Professor Zaxby. That's a restaurant, by the way. And and get your answer. That's a pretty smart thing. What's what's a big trivia thing that you would definitely be weaker at? I can't think of a specific category where I would where I would falter, but what I'm really bad at is remembering names. I've always I have it at remembering. I know this is going to sound terrible, 
specifics. So names, dates, uh, like countries. Like if you ask me like what country did this or whatever, I wouldn't fucking know. Ge- basically general knowledge. That's what I'm bad at. I'm good at science and math. If it's not numbers yeah. or chemical reactions, I'm not it. I I don't have it. I don't got it. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, dude. That's what I loved about that Carmen San Diego game show. Another game show I would compete on. The end where you had to match the the flags to the country. I was so good at that because I knew my world geography. And at one point, now it's a little harder for me because, like like they say on Animaniacs, there's been a lot of new countries that have spawned over the past 20 years brand new nations like yes i know where kazakhstan is but i may not know all of the the stans precisely but i used to know where every even the like the obscure african nations i used to know all of them i knew where everything was so i would never i knew where burkina faso was but you don't even know what that is correct sounds like a famous clothing designer I'm not even right? going to attempt to say the name because uh, I'm scared my furniture might start floating. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, that wasn't insulting to the African nation at all. <laughs> Do you know where Molly is or Chad? Molly is by Bali. Can you identify Congo? Because I, I knew all this stuff and I used to get so mad about it. But now I'd probably struggle like how I always- versus the other Congo versus the other Congo. Yes, there were multiple. Well, now there is. There's a couple I would str- I would probably still struggle with today, but I I knew that stuff and I was good at it. I can. And tell I you hated seeing people not get good Molly. at it. Well, <laughs> that yeah, no, I got nothing. This whole conversation, right. I'm just like, I feel dumb. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's discuss our. First of three superhero topics that we're going to discuss on this show. Uh, So right before we went on the air, uh, it was pointed out to us by Eric that the new trailer for The Suicide Squad had just dropped today as we record this. We are recording on a Friday. You're listening on Sunday or Monday or Tuesday or whenever the hell you decided to tune in. But what's uh what's cool about this is that the trailer had only dropped less than an hour before we started recording so dan and i quickly watched it and had a good time so eric since you're the one that brought the trailer to our attention i'm going to get your feedback first i'm super excited um i enjoyed the first suicide uh, squad movie i actually enjoyed it too i have a t-shirt of it i have a t-shirt of it for crying out loud i liked it i had a good time yeah, it was definitely it was a fun movie that wasn't trying to take itself seriously, and I really enjoyed that. And I looked at the trailer for this one. You guys need to go check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, but it's like, a red trailer. band trailer, by the way. It's good. It's funny. Yeah, it is super fucking funny. Um, Looks like John Cena is going to freaking steal the show, son of a bitch. <laughs> if this island was made of... Never, never mind. So, <laughs> If every grain of sand was a dick, and I had to suck all those dicks for liberty... Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's great. Um, uh, you know, Idris Elba looks excited, great. Super excited about it. Uh, and I honestly have to say that I like the direction 
that HBO Max is going. Because right now, I feel like the only two streaming services that you actually need is Disney Plus, because it comes with like Hulu, ESPN, mm-hmm. and Disney Plus, and then you have HBO Max, which has everything else. I don't. Yeah, I, I have. I have those now. So yeah, I wish so, I had HBO Max, but I have like a million other ones instead. I don't I don't see the need for like Netflix anymore to be perfectly honest. Like I understand that they come out with specials and I would probably I got pay re- the $15 just to watch those specials when they release, but I don't see a reason for me to keep a subscription. I got rid of Netflix. Yeah, I actually we actually got rid of Netflix. We ditched it. Shannon was the one that was paying for it and she's like, "Do you even use this anymore?" I'm like, honestly, no because a lot of the stuff I used it for, I have access to elsewhere. I either now own it or like when some stuff comes out, like the last stranger things, I'll be able to access that on Plex. Yeah. So I'm like, no, we don't need to keep this. So we, we don't. We got rid of it. So we have we have HBO Max. We have the Disney Plus bundle. Yep. And and we have Peacock, which I got specifically because they're incorporating in the WWE network. So I'll. I, it's going to be the same price to pay for Peacock plus the network. So I was just like, well, screw it. I'm already paying for this service. So now I'll just pay for this one. It'll be the awesome. same price. And I'll get The Office and Parks and Rec and Modern Family and 30 Rock, too. So that's a win-win situation. Is it not free? I thought it was, I thought Peacock was free. The premium version is is cost money. Oh. There is well. a free version. I mean, is it the, basically the same except without ads or something? The free version is limited. Uh, the... Then there's a low tier, which has everything plus ads, and then there's a tier without ads. But it's $10 a month for the one without, so that's the one I got. Which is what you're paying for a WWE Network anyway. Correct. And if you were a WWE Network subscriber, you're just automatically now a Peacock. Yeah, you're going to get moved anyway, so works for me. Huh, okay, I'll have to check that out. I'll, I'll look at that. Yeah, but as far as like the streaming services go, like... Basically, the Disney Plus bundle and HBO Max, and, uh, and that's really it. I, I mean, I have Amazon Prime, so any Prime videos I kind of watch, but I don't have it for that. I have it for actual Amazon delivery stuff, you know? That's what we have it for, but we have, yeah, but there are some really good stuff on there, though. So, But that's yeah. the other thing. Like, I want to watch The Boys, but I have access to that in other in other ways because I've got a friend who hooked me up with it. So I don't even need the video service, so I don't use it. Yeah, there's there's a ton of things, right? Like, I, I'm looking into that Paramount Plus to see if I want to add that since I'm going to be saving money on some of these other subscriptions with bundles and everything. I was considering adding that because if that's got all the classic Nickelodeon stuff I loved, then I might be complete as far as watching content. Because with HBO Max, I've got all of my Comedy Central stuff back. I can watch South Park and Chappelle's show again, and I have been, and it's been amazing. And they've got Adult Swim access stuff, and classic Cartoon Network, so I can watch the Powerpuff Girls and Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Dude, yeah. I think that's it. You only need a couple of of streaming services now, and you don't, there's there's just no need for cable anymore. There really that's why I've... I've I've keep saying and I stand by that cable needed to create a method of pay of an actual channel building package where you pick and choose the channels you want and you pay for those channels and only those channels. And if a cable company would actually provide that, I might get cable again, but they don't. So I don't. They probably never can because it would it would 
involve a complete restructure of every contract they have with every channel they have. It would, and that's they why so they're failing. Close. They were so close with Roku, because Roku was basically that way. Roku had this thing where, like, you paid their basic packages, and then you pick the channels that you want, but they were still... It, it wasn't just by the channels, right? Like, it was like... Uh, they were grouped into certain sections. So you had to buy everything NBC Universal if you wanted any one NBC Universal. Correct. So that was that and everything was Paramount if you wanted anything Paramount. And speaking of shows, after the uh, the the trailer, because I was just reading up on stuff, that HBO Max ordered a Peacemaker series with John Cena starring as the Peacemaker. So he's going to be getting his own show out of this. So is he, is it a prequel because he's going to die? Or is it what happens to him after? Because he lives. It's an origin story. Okay. He's probably going to die. 100% <laughs> half of them are going to die. There's too many characters in this movie. Half of them are dying. Well, they I mean, killed people in the last one. It's Suicide Squad. They, it's It's in the title. I mean, yeah, they killed Slipknot to prove that the... Because you got to do it. It has to happen. Every Suicide Squad, they have to prove that they put a bomb in them. Right. So one of them has to try to run away, and they blow his head off. And that's what Slipknot was there for. I'm really looking forward to Sylvester Stallone as King Shark, by the way. Oh, my God. That was so fucking funny. Yeah, guys, go watch the trailer. We're not even going to give some of this other stuff away. Watch the friggin' trailer. I I love the rain, by the way. I love the rain, yeah. <laughs> the rain. Uh. Alright, oh so what did everybody think of the premiere episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? So here's what we're going to do, guys. Yes, as we're recording this, there are currently two episodes out, but we're only going to talk about episode one. This way, we're not spoiling anything. So if you haven't watched that episode by the time you listen to this, it's been nine days then you clearly don't care enough about the show to avoid spoilers at this point. That's something I actually stick to with television shows. If you're that, I believe TV shows have a 48 hour window where you should be, where you shouldn't give spoilers. But after two, even three full days that that episode's been available, if you haven't been able to watch it, then you're not dedicated enough to watch it. And I understand there are extreme circumstances where Maybe something happened and you really couldn't get access to it, but that's not going to be the case for every episode every time. No matter how busy your life is with family and work and kids and pets and other stuff, if you can't carve out some time to just sit in bed and watch TV, then I honestly don't know what to tell you guys. I think that's fair. Do you guys think that's fair? Because, Eric... You and I both live very busy lives right now where our free time is very limited and we still found time to not only watch this but the Snyder Cut. Yeah. I literally got home one day around 6 or 7 o'clock and I, I just kind of looked and I go to sleep early. I typically tr- try to go to sleep around like 9.30, 10 at the latest because as you now know waking up super early is a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. I now get up at 5 in the morning. So I get it. I got home at seven and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I know I'm not going to go to sleep right away because I literally just got home. It's cold. I'm watching the Snyder cut. And I, I honestly thought I might not enjoy it and I would just fall asleep and then I'd be okay with it. But nope, I stayed up 
through the whole thing, enjoy the fuck out of it, all the way to the end. And then I was like, well, damn it, I'm not going to go to sleep now. <laughs> I, actually, I really enjoyed it. I liked it. I haven't seen the theatrical uh, version of it. Uh, but... Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. So we're talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier right oh, now. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I got onto that topic. There's, there's something we mentioned that we had time. Yeah, shiny, well, shiny objects. Like, if, so, okay. like, if you don't have time to devote to a TV show that you want to watch, then you have more problems than not being able to watch a TV show you want to watch. Correct. Plus, you know, you could always watch it on your phone. Like, just stream it. It's fine. Exactly. Um, so the very first episode, I liked it knowing that it's going to be a slow start. Just just like WandaVision. Yeah, but there's only six episodes, so they gotta, they gotta pick it up pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know... What, this is a what, setup episode. What are they up to? What are they doing, right? And then shit's starting to happen. By the we end. got a... Yeah. Sam Wilson is on a mission right now. We had a plane got hijacked over by, Tunisia. By Batrock the Leaper! GSP is back, baby! <laughs> Good old Georgia St. Pierre. By the way, uh, Chris Decker, if you're listening to this, uh, I actually do like GSP, so sorry. It's like his, because uh, he's a big, he's a big MMA guy, and he's always been like very anti in that direction. But we give him shit for it. Yes, and it's the whole great, idea. It's a movie worthy set, uh, set piece and segment. This yep. whole air chase couple of brawls in there and it's all about they're taking a guy to another country but the u.s wants him back and if they cross the libyan border they can't they can't get him international incidents not good such a good fucking scene yep and they also reveal that there's another group called the flag smashers out there and they believe that during the blip life was way better and there, I mean, yeah, there's always going to pe- be people like that. I could see that happening, too. I could be like, you know, what? I miss my fam- friends and loved ones. But you know what? Traffic's way better, bro. <laughs> <laughs> right. My daily aggravation is way less because there's way less people around. it. You know, but here's what's interesting about that dynamic is that both Sam and Bucky were part of the. the yeah, they're both they're both blipped. So. They don't know what any what any of that was like, which comes in big time when Sam goes back home and meets his sister. She's talking about all the bullshit that happened in the five years. Yeah. Yeah, which is uh, that was a really good scene, too. Like. like, And then there's also the real world ramifications later where they're trying to get the loan and they're like, sorry, but. You have nothing to show for the last five years. And yeah, I get you were blipped and all, but you have nothing to show for the last five years. We can't do anything about that. Right. Oh, it's so good. It's so it's it's so it's it's this show is tackling a lot of the questions that you didn't realize you had about those last five years. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, good for him, because I guarantee he could probably just go to uh pepper and just ask for the money but he doesn't no he won't and he probably won't and he probably won't 
even though like he 100% should for whatever reason. But I have a feeling this has something to do with whatever we're about to get into. Oh, yeah. So, of course, he's got Cap shield and he's like, no, this actually belongs in a museum because it still belongs to Steve. And Rhodes yeah, so there. Terminates it to the Smithsonian. Yeah. For the Captain America exhibit. Uh, and Rhodes Mistake! There. Mistake! Yup, because we know where that's about to go. <laughs> There's um, a meme did, out I, there. Sorry. Oh, about meeting Captain America? No, not the meeting Captain America. There's literally one where it's just like, Loki, uh, evil character, has hours of screen time. Nobody hates him. This guy doesn't, you have no idea what his name is, in the, in the show for eight seconds, hate his fucking guts. <laughs> yep. Well, I know who he is. I don't know a lot about the backstory. We'll get to that when we get to the character, because... I'm sure somebody's got better comic knowledge than actually I shouldn't say that literally both of you have better comic knowledge than me. So, but I I do know a little, Oh yeah, we'll get to that. So this is kind of interesting when they show Bucky sleeping on his floor, because there was that reference about how, like when I, when I first got back from combat, my bed was too soft because I'm so used to sleeping on the ground. And apparently that's, that was a Sam line, but now here is Bucky doing the same thing. Did anybody else pick up on that? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was on the floor. But this is after he has a dream, and I'm like, is this what he's doing now? And then he uh, finishes it by saying, hell, Hydra goes, like, this is a flashback. Yeah. Yep. So this is one of one of his jobs. We've witnessed one of his jobs while he was the Winter Soldier. Um and he goes to a hotel to kill a guy, and then he kills an Asian dude because he saw it all happen. Yep. And it's part of his thing, because we see he goes to therapy, and one of his things is trying to make amends to the people he hurt. And Oh, that therapy feels. scene is so great. The fuck That therapy feels. scene is, in, is insane, too. Yeah. Ugh, do you really have to write this down? Like, really? We're doing the notebook again? <laughs> like... That's so passive aggressive. <laughs> so passive aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> and he has lunch with that nice old man. Yeah, and then you like you hear them say that to talk about how his son died. And I was just thinking, is this guy an old war buddy? And they're, you know, he's old, I'm old, but I'm not old, and we're just still hanging out, and then you realize no, it's just making amends for killing that Asian kid in the in his dream. Yeah, like holy shit! And then the dude sets him up with the hot Asian chick at the restaurant. Yeah. Right. Oh man, the fucking feels though. <laughs> oh man. And then they have the date, and they're gonna play fucking Battleship. And then she's asking him questions, and then that makes him run back to the guy to try to tell him that he killed his kid, and then he can't tell him. He just gives him his money back for for lunch. Oh my god. It's a, it's good. It's really good. So uh then we ha- we also notice that he's completely ignoring all these texts from Sam. Yes. Oh That's yeah, she even takes his phone and he's like a lot of unanswered texts from Sam. <laughs> yep. So of course uh Torres, good old Joaquin Torres, he's investigating the flag smashers. And he sees there's this guy robbing a bank in Switzerland, and he's got some superhuman strength. That was really cool. They're doing like a flash mob thing, and the guy hands out masks because that's what the 
guys wearing and it tells everyone to run super cool See? it's a big v for vendetta vibes yeah, yeah everyone gets the mask and yeah so they don't know who to do it but the guy has super strength at least is and this one of the other winter soldiers maybe maybe we don't know yet and then we find out that uh as a direct result of these incidents the government has announced that we need a new Captain America, and it's John Walker. So, Dan, you're our resident expert here. Who is John Walker? John Walker uh, is another military guy, and it's not really it. He just gets put in this bad spot as a new Captain America. He's actually a good guy and a good soldier. Uh, but everyone's like, you're not Captain America. Fuck you. And it's essentially the way things go or the way things are going behind the scenes with people IRL about this character. Uh, he eventually becomes U.S. agent. He eventually does say, no, I don't deserve being Captain America, especially when the real Captain America returns, which I don't think is going to happen in this story. So I think he's going to realize that Sam and or Bucky should be it. And he's going to give them the shield back by the end of the story. But he might still be a hero himself. Yes. So he's just the unfortunate guy chosen for the wrong, the wrong situation here. Is he got? Does he have any kind of serum? Is he superhuman strength or? No, I think he's. He uh, I mean, he does get something at some point. I don't think he has any. I, I'm well, surprised nobody has come up with like that formula again since then like how long has it been nobody's tried it nobody's tried to recreate it uh, i mean like a weaker version it depends like what canon what canon they're in because one of the uh, attempts and makes the hulk in a way is is they're, they're trying to do it again and get the hulk and all kinds of stuff like that's kind of it always goes wrong yeah uh, and uh even in mc and uh, they do with with Oblonsky in Incredible Hulk. They're giving him essentially part of the super soldier serum experience. And then he's even deteriorating before he even gets the Hulk stuff from the guy. So, like, does it, it just hasn't worked since Steve Rogers. <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder if there's like modifications that they did to it or if it's not 100% the actual formula or if they just can't recreate whatever they did. Steve is the X factor. Yeah. I guess so. So overall impressions of the first episode. Um, I think uh, I think miniseries are the way to go right now. It's a good start. Yeah. I definitely think you can definitely fit more story into these miniseries than you can a movie. And I am, I'm interested, but nothing has like completely caught my interest just yet. If that makes any sense. I thought the, the, the fight scene in the beginning, the, the flight scene in the beginning was awesome. Um, I like where they were going with like Bucky and his therapy uh, stuff. I thought that was cool. That gave me the feels. So there, there's a lot of great things going on, but nothing as like screaming. You need to watch this show right now. And we're just waiting. We're waiting for them to get together, right? And then things are going. Yes, that that's basically what happened. Like, like 
WandaVision was fucking awesome, but it took until like episode three or four till I was like really fucking hooked. And I feel like it's going to be the same thing for this one, even though it's a shorter episode or a shorter series. I feel like by episode two or three, that's when shit's going to like get real. Yeah, we haven't even seen Helmut Zero yet. Zemo yet. I always say Zero. Zemo yet. So Zemo. Zemo. Lebu Zemo. Ah, yeah. It's it's normally right. not until you see the big bad until you're like, oh, okay, things are getting good. <laughs> well, son of a bitch. <laughs> That's the direction we're going in, huh? Okay. Uh, I'm all in. It's basically what happens, right? Yep. Where do you sit on this? How, what what do you think? I liked it. I can tell it's a slow burn. And I'm okay with that because slow burns to me are the way to go. The Mandalorian did a slow burn and the payoff was excellent. So I'm not going to watch this and be like, oh, this is so slow. And I wish they'd get to the point because I know they're going to get to the point and it's going to be good when they get to the point because Mandalorian delivered and WandaVision delivered. So I know this will deliver. I know Loki will deliver. I know all those shows are going to deliver. I'm all in on Disney when it comes to Marvel and Star Wars right now. Like, yes, say what you will about the sequel trilogy, but they've already proven they can do some really good quality stuff. And they've already proven they could save a trilogy. Yep. Uh, 100%. Filoni, uh, like Filoni and John should be the only ones doing Star Wars things. But I I digress. Like, Uh, I think they essentially pronounced as such at the end of last year. Baloney and Favreau. We need the Fs. Give me yes. the S. Keep the F in. D and D screwed up Game of Thrones, but F and F can save can save the world. Can can F and F just redo the last season of Game of Thrones? <laughs> Give it the Filoni and Favreau treatment. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because you said save the world, and the first thing that I thought of, I know we're on this like superhero kick. Uh, do you remember Heroes? Save the cheerleader, uh, save the world. So I never watched Heroes. It sounded like a concept I I would have enjoyed, but then I heard what happened to the show. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I want to try it now to get through the awesome parts knowing what's going to happen. That's fair. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm on a bit of a I'm on a bit of a watch new things kick. So, yeah. I mean, we yeah, might I we might get there. We started uh, Punisher season 2. This week, so that's one. Yeah, there you go. I got to catch back up on the Marvel series too, like those other series that I never really got that into. I started doing it, and I was doing it in the order that they were released, so I could make sure I got what I needed to watch. And then I just kind of stopped because they didn't hook me as much as I wanted them to. Well, their so. issue is that they're like thirteen episodes, and that's probably three to five episodes too long. Yeah, so eight to ten, baby. That's where you want to be. I wonder what they're gonna do with um, with like Daredevil and Jessica Jones. I don't know. I guess we'll see. I mean, what's his face is in the new Spider-Man movie. It's supposed to be up by the end of the year, so we'll find out if he's Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox. 
Charlie Cox. He's in the movie. You said Cox. <laughs> so, right. so just to get this is a level of maturity for me, by the way. But uh, the other day, I emptied out my entire bank account of bells in Animal Crossing: New Horizons, and then took out sixty nine thousand four hundred twenty bells, just so I could look at the number and giggle, because I'm a mature human being, very mature. Nice, nice, nice. Nice. All right. So before we get to the other superhero discussion, which will probably take up a good portion of the episode, let's do our entertainment challenge. We're about at that point of the show now. So this week, this was the idea originally posed by Jay Winger, and it was that we wanted to combine two movie titles to make a completely new movie. All right. Everybody on board with this? Yeah. Do you want the uh, the sample? Should I give the sample? Yes, you always start with the sample. Yes. Well, Jay had provided First a one sample. Always free. It was fun with Dick and where to find them. First one's always free. So that's... So they, they even omitted part of a title. Yes, but it, the idea was to combine. Not necessarily... It doesn't have to be exact. Just... Make it happen. But you can award points however you see fit. So our first entry was actually not by Jay. He got it in quickly, but Jeff Trellowitz beat him to the punch. And his submission was how to lose a few good men in 10 days. I like it. Yeah, I like it too. So we started one, inserted another, and then ended it with the original one. Okay. That's not bad. I like that. It's clever. Slamming in the middle there. That's what she said. Yeah, it's worth a point. Point. Three points for Jeff. So Jay's Jay's sample was not the one he provided as an entry, but he came up with the men who stare at the girls of summer. God damn it, that's a good one. That is a good one. Do you ever see the men who stare at goats? No. Don't. I did not have a good time. I did not have a good time. I'll just leave it at that. I did not have a good time. Uh, That's a point for me, dog. Yep, same. Yep. All right. From Joey Image, his entry, Terminator Snatch. <laughs> well, son of a bitch. <laughs> Sounds dangerous. I mean, I don't know if I would. <laughs> Death by I would trust. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you, gay? <laughs> point for me. Yeah. All right, that's three points to Joey Image. <laughs> Please, you must slow down. The mind is willing, but the, the, the body is is spongy and bruised. That's my all-time favorite Futurama episode, by the way. Is Amazon Woman in the Mood. That is the absolute funniest episode of Futurama, it's by so, far. It's so good. The jokes. I find the most erotic part of a woman is the boobies. 
<laughs> oh God, you're killing me. Oh God, you're killing me. <laughs> Fantastic episode. Ow, 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 ow. Woohoo. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ah. <laughs> All right. Hannah's stepping up to the plate. Uh-oh. And her entry is all the presidents white men can't jump. Damn. <laughs> that is accurate. Wow. Point for <laughs> accuracy. <laughs> yup. I'll award a point to that. Yep. <clears throat> Indeed. <clears throat> All right, from host of the Race Nerd podcast, Matt Hardman, and loyal patron. Where the wild things are 12 angry men. Say that again? Maybe I misheard. Where the wild things are 12 angry men. Well... I don't know what kind of edit you're doing on this episode, but that's a very long pause. That was a very long pause. I'll uh, I'll, it's, I'll, I'll edit that. Edit um, in crickets. You can do that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry. No I'm point. sorry, Matt. That's a no from me. Yeah. Dan. That's a no from me, dog. All right. Sorry, Matt. All right, our friend Glenn Kukan. Another loyal patron. Former podcast host, by the way. We'd love to have him on this show at some point. He would be a, a really good co-host here. Driving Miss Daisy Death Race. <laughs> I'm giving that a point. Uh, I can imagine Morgan failing. <laughs> point. Pointies. Yeah, it's definitely a point. <clears throat> All right, from our friend BJL, Brian James Leon. I'm going to keep doing it that way. God damn it. When Harry got fingered. Son of a bitch. That... Uh, earmark that one for me. Uh-huh. That's what I figured. Yep. That's what I figured. Yeah, it's getting a point for me. Yeah. Best part is, I love one of those movies, and I fucking can't stand the other one, because I can't stand fucking Tom Green. Uh, but that was funny. Our final entry comes from Adrian Cotton, friend of the show, loyal patron, host of Motivational Moves. Willy Wonka and the Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's awesome. <clears throat> That's awesome. I like it. <clears throat> yeah, point five. I give it a point. Yep. Yeah. Indeed. <clears throat> Sir, are we in agreement that when Harry got fingered is the winner? Yeah. I Well, I agree. Dan? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm going to have to co-sign with that. I really liked driving Miss Daisy Death Race. But I think when Harry got fingered is easily the funniest entry. <clears throat> That's a whole new movie. <laughs> Sally was a. Uh, Sally was onto something there. I think. All right, let's talk about it, guys. We've all watched the four-hour Snyder cut. 
Mm-hmm. Or more accurately, the movie itself was more like three hours and 52 minutes because the last 10 minutes are credits. But yeah, we watched it. We we made the time. We watched it. And all of us enjoyed it. From what Speak I've been yourself. told, <clears throat> there is so much of this movie that n- didn't make it to the theatrical release that I'm not sure what the first movie is. Like, I have to go and watch it now just so I can see what actually made it in there. Because apparently they only used like 30 minutes of this film. <laughs> so, so what happened is... Steppenwolf w- acted alone, first off. WB started messing with stuff, and then Zack Snyder's kid died. And then they brought in Joss to... Put a puzzle together. Uh, He did the best with the material he had to work with, but the theatrical version was not very good. I found it very lackluster, very boring. It's not even two hours long. (laughs) Yeah, it was missing a lot of stuff. Steppenwolf looked different. He was acting alone. Yeah. Uh, But this one... This is a clear representation of, like, when it's okay to delay a movie. Yeah. Uh, Superman was in a classic suit the whole time. We get the dark suit in this one. That whole scene was pretty much the same with the Superman resurrection. That didn't seem like it got changed very heavily. There was a lot more. So the big the big thing that was added was, um, first of all, Flash's introduction. I don't even remember how he debuts in the theatrical version. But that intro where he's trying to get the ad or he's trying to get the job at the pet store. And then he saves the girl from dying. That's completely it's a, it's a completely new scene that they added. And it was a perfect introduction. Yeah, it was good. <clears throat> Cyborg's backstory is much more fleshed out. So we Everything understand. is much more fleshed out in this movie. That's like another thing. You devote time, you get more out of it. Right? So. Like the Amazon battle scene at the beginning is much longer and much more detailed. Like their noble sacrifice to protect their kingdom is actually shown. Whereas in the other one, it's just, oh, I escaped with the box and stuff happened. We get that whole backstory with Darkseid invading and Darkseid. Sorry, I was called Darkseid. Because in the original version, it was Steppenwolf back in the day. Yeah, it was still Steppenwolf. And now we realize he's actually a pawn in all this. There was no Martian Manhunter. There was no Green Lantern. That's... You get more, more here's, out of that. Here's, here's one thing I told a friend of mine that asked about the differences. He had two of the mother boxes 20 minutes into the original. Yeah. And this one, it takes forever. I mean, you don't even get, it was over two. the movie, the theatrical version was over by the time we actually get Superman. Oh, it was, a, dude, the theatrical version was over while they were still in the air duct. Yeah, and Aquaman hadn't shown up yet to yeah. help save the day yet. The original movie would be over by then. That's crazy. That Aquaman also- intro scene was was similar. The Aquaman intro scene where he's in the village was similar, but it, that was expanded. And then they added like Willem Dafoe was not in the theatrical cut. Yeah, they, they. I think they added the song. Would they sing him away? Yeah. I think because he just walks away into the water. Amber Heard had a different accent entirely. You know what I appreciate? I appreciated that they gave, like, uh, Barry ADD. 
Like it, it yes. really makes sense that he would have ADD. <laughs> There's a lot more interaction with Alfred in in this version too. Like that, like like the, like the little stuff where he's teaching Diana how to properly make tea. That wasn't in well, the theater. I that was hilarious. It's like, do you want me to do that instead? And she's like, no. And then he's just telling her what to do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> like stuff. <laughs> Put the water in first. <laughs> or that scene where Superman comes to see Alfred—that wasn't there. That was really cool. There, were, Superman in the Fortress of Solitude, where he's hearing both of his fathers speaking to him—that wasn't there. Really, really cool extra stuff. The, uh, the, um, the scene where Lois Lane goes to talk to Martha Kent was much shorter and. Not really very emotional, and that definitely it wasn't. Was not yeah, it actually was Martha Kent. This time it was Martian Manhunter. So the movie also has two post-credit scenes. One of them they just threw in here, which was Deathstroke and Lex Luthor on the yacht. That was actually like the, a mid or post-credit scene. I don't remember which one. I still. And then it. there was an. Yeah, it was, no, it was great, and I like that they they threw it in there. And then the other Joey scene, the other That's scene good. was this lame ass like the Flash and Superman are gonna race, and they cut that completely. And instead, we got the um, the horrible Bruce Wayne dream, which could also be a look into the future, where Aquaman's dead, um, Harley Quinn is dead, so the Joker is actually trying to help. Deathstroke's actually part of the team right now, and Superman's gone insane. Like, yes, there's a little bit of uh, what's it? Uh, what's the freaking video games? Injustice. Yes, there's a little bit of injustice in there. Because apparently, for Zack Snyder's vision was supposed to be a trilogy, and Injustice was going to be the third or the second installment was going to be yeah. Injustice. So this one is kind of like a mix. It's Dark Side has had returned and had one, and we are now in a end of you know post world mad max kind of everything is a desert thing right and then and because dark side killed lois lane superman goes over the edge and does that as well so everybody's got one go job behind. in the justice league one fucking job and that is to protect Keep lois, lois lane, lane. <laughs> that is yep. it. superman can handle the rest <laughs> you remember they they I remember Nostalgia Critic did a uh, a top. He, he always does top eleven lists, and he did one of the the biggest dumbasses in distress, and it was like people who are constantly in peril. To give you an idea of what he was going for, number two on the list was Princess Peach. He's like, I think she enjoys this too much, and one of them was Lois Lane because because he he talked about Robin, and he talked about uh. Oh, and he talked about friggin' what's her name, Willie, and Short Round from Temple of Doom, and how they were kind of dumbasses too. But <laughs> Lois Lane's on the list, and he's like, "Yeah, in in some she's a, she's kind of a badass, but sometimes she's just a pain in the ass." And they make fun of it in the animated series where you see her like sitting on an airplane, and you're like, "Wait, you're Lois Lane, the one Superman always saves?" She's like, "That's right." <laughs> Like, son of a bitch, we fucked with the wrong woman. Yeah, I will, uh... <clears throat> I think that, uh... Well, some of the other changes, there was more blood. More violence, obviously. So, 
in the theatrical cut, when Wonder Woman does that really cool scene at the end where she's swinging her sword, she destroys Steppenwolf's axe. In this version, she fucking beheads him. Yeah. Much better. I thought I thought that was a really cool scene. That fucking beheading. Uh, Cyborg's father does not die. He does not sacrifice himself in the theatrical version. In this one, he does, which creates more impact and more character development. Plus, he has that vision where he could have his life back to the way it was, and he chooses not to. And we get a better expansion of his powers, where he like goes to that ATM and gives the lady like a hundred grand for being this customer, and just helps her life out. Like we get more as to who he is. His backstory super fleshed out, where we see the accident that he was in and how his dad saved him and what he had to do and the the voice recording. And the epilogue was his dad instead of Lois Lane in the theatrical cut. So those are some of the big off the top of my head without actually like looking up a list or a guide or anything. Those were the really big changes I noticed. Dan, did you notice anything else significant? We even get more Commissioner Gordon. We could just get more of everything. Oh, yeah. There's a lot more. So it gets more fleshed out. Fixing the bat signal and everything. Yeah, dude. Good stuff. Like, this is what a superhero movie should be. Like, okay, yes. This version and not the other version, so you don't have the weird face-correcting thing because he had the mustache and beard because he was doing Mission Impossible. Wait. Oh, yeah. And they had to reshoot so the begin the original beginning of Justice League was Superman saves somebody and these kids ask him questions and what his favorite thing about being on Earth is or whatever. And it's like on a YouTube video or whatever. And he had been making the mission the latest Mission Impossible movie where his character has a full on mustache. He could not shave that mustache to do this little reshoot. So they used terrible CGI to get rid of the mustache. It looked fucking awful. And it was the first thing you see in the movie is this awful Henry Cavill face. Yeah, they got rid of that. <laughs> With the death of Superman from the previous movie where the mother boxes wake up because he's dead now. So to give you a point of comparison, remember how bad Wolverine's claws were? Yeah. Like you remember how bad that was? It's yeah. that bad. It's that bad. It's that bad. It's so noticeable and you can't unsee it. You're just like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Like this is ridiculous. And it was yeah. the first thing you saw in the movie, and you're just immediately There we go. Here's a picture. Yeah, it's bad, dude. It's so bad. Oh wow. That is pretty fucking bad. You're just like, uh, just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with the, the changes that they made and getting to see. And you know what the best part is, is how many doors this is actually opening up because it was so successful that, that not only did they petition to get the Snyder cut, but it turned out the way that fans wanted it, that now did you hear the Russo brothers are like, you know, we do have a six hour edition of Endgame we could release. I saw that. And I'm just like, well, I'm here for that. <laughs> <Look up down. laughs> yeah, this didn't 
feel like four hours. I mean, I stopped a couple of times, restroom and get food, but like that was the point. I was home. I could stop when I wanted to. And restart. I remember. Yeah. Endgame and Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Marvel and Lord of the Rings are the two movie franchises that might made me almost kill my bladder. But remember, like, we got those extended editions of Lord of the Rings, and now, like, I won't watch the theatrical versions anymore. To me, those are the definitive cuts. So, like, give me my definitive cuts of everything. Clearly, there's a market for it. Yeah, keep your theatrical cuts. Keep the stuff, you know, make that stuff happen for people who just want to watch the movie and have a good time. But then give your fan service. What do you have to lose? Because you're going to make more money we talked about it a few weeks ago about the extreme cut of terminator 2 and it only made everything better yeah it's an hour longer and it's an hour better and yeah like like with army of darkness we talked about how both endings are pretty fun but the theatrical one was kind of like a studio decision but you're also just like nah fuck it i actually really like what they did with uh I, I really like what they did with uh, the uh, the alternate ending, and that's uh, that's. I like Army of Darkness. I like them both, like almost an equal amount. <laughs> so, like, now that we know that they can, at least Marvel has been doing miniseries. Do you think that they would? continue the uh snyder cut but like turn the other movies he was thinking of into miniseries and would you be interested in that well if they're already planning something post suicide squad then i think yeah i think that's the future of the the franchise in general because look at how successful that has been for star wars and marvel on disney well you've got access to warner brothers properties in dc which means you also have access to things like Harry Potter, then yet yeah, you absolutely have the ability to expand these stories and universes and do more. And you can and you should because it's fan service and it's more money. It's win-win. Imagine if they took Fantastic Beasts into a series because they, I think they're done with the movies after two, even though she said she had like six stories. That yeah. The second movie didn't do good enough. They're done with them. What if they... <clears throat> Adapt them for a TV. But you do it as a series. I bet it would be super successful. I've always said that they should do something like that on a streaming service where they they recreate every Harry Potter book into like an animated series and do it chapter by chapter. Chapter one, episode one for Sorcerer's Stone is chapter one all the way through and do that for every book and keep in as many details as possible. And do it as an animated series, so you don't have to worry about recasting any of the kids, right? Yeah, it's much easier to get a voice actor than it is to get a lookalike. Exactly. And I bet you anything that series would blow up, and whatever streaming service got it would become the definitive streaming service. I mean, they're going to redo Harry Potter in the next 10 years. I mean... They're currently redoing Lord of the Rings. Ugh. That is happening really? right now. Yeah, Amazon series, right? They're doing an Amazon series. Well, it's supposed to take place at the first Age of Men. So it's like thousands of years before the oh, ring. 
Is it a prequel thing? Yeah, it's a prequel thing, but but yeah, they're they're doing stuff with that. I thought it was they were doing the books. I think Lord of the Rings got a pretty good definitive definitive uh series out of it. And I like I said before, I like the movies more than the books because I found the books to be a very hard read. Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadillo? Uh. <laughs> and they cut a lot of stupid shit out. See, at least with the Potter series, we'd get some good shit back, like Peeves, but... No, no. And, like, two of my favorite scenes got cut. Which were... Well, one of them is, of course, Mrs. Weasley and the Boggart. Yes. Oh, I think my God. a very powerful scene that should have been in the movie. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Her greatest fear is all of them dead. So she's trying to get rid of the bogger, casting the thing, and it just keeps changing the dead body on the floor. And she's crying. Also, you can make... That's another thing. You can make the characters look more like what they're supposed to look like in the book because Slughorn was supposed to be a big walrusy type guy, and instead he's just Jim Broadbent, the British guy in everything. I mean, even though he is... A husky fella. He is not that husky. He's not husky enough for that. Hmm. What was your other favorite scene that they didn't put in? Oh, it's another one in that same Order of the Phoenix. It's my favorite book, possibly my least favorite movie. Because of all the stuff they cut. That's sad how that works, too. Uh, I know there's another one. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But that, that uh, one... The friggin' funeral for Dumbledore not being anywhere pissed me off. That they just didn't do it. And that's the other thing, too, right? If you're doing an animated series, then it's and you have voice actors doing multiple voices, then you can have a character come back like Diadless Diggle, who's like in the very first chapter of the first book because he meets Uncle Vernon. We don't know it's him yet. And then he meets Harry in the tavern. And then he's also like there to get the Weasleys or not the Weasleys, the uh, the Dursleys out the door. And as long as you've got a voice actor who's going to be part of the project and he's going to do that voice, then it doesn't matter when he comes back. Yeah, I agree. 100 percent agree. And I still I still maintain that a Harry Potter series, an animated series, chapter by chapter would be something that the fans would go fucking apeshit over. It would be insanely popular. So. You don't even have, have to try that hard. Have you guys seen all the DCEU films? No. No. I watched the remaining films I hadn't watched yesterday. And they were Aquaman. Shazam and Wonder Woman 84. I have seen zero of this. I've seen 84 and I've seen Shazam. Shazam I, is a fun time. It is yes. a good two hour ride. It's but super fun. I did not like 84. I like the original Wonder Woman. Uh, I liked it, but it's definitely nowhere near as good as the original one. Yeah, I think that was my issue as I was going into it thinking, okay, the first one was so good. This one's got to be like equal at least. And it was not. It wasn't terrible, but it was not as good as the first one. 
And Aquaman is just, it's actually pretty damn good. It's just straight up good. Is it? Tamora Morrison plays his father when he's grown up. There's a different father when he's a baby. Hmm. Tamora Morrison is his father with Arthur grown up. Yeah, Aquaman's pretty damn good, actually. You know, it's funny that we we mentioned this because did you notice the latest group post I did today before we started recording was everybody always complains about them remaking good movies that they should leave alone. But I've always seen those discussions out there. Why don't people try to take bad movies that had a shit ton of potential and remake those to make them good the way they should have been? Kind of like that uh, that Hulk movie that got shat upon exponentially, and then they did The Incredible Hulk, which was way better. And the first thing... That original Hulk movie was boring. I actually turned it off because it was not having a good time at all. (laughs) There you go. Well... I'm going to fall asleep. What the hell? So here's an infamously bad movie that I came up with as an example. The Last Airbender. Uh, Why not do a remake of The Last Airbender with the Avatar story and this time do it right? And and know what the name of the main character is this time? That would be helpful. So we reached out to the group. Uh, Glenn was the first comment and he feels like and he went for the video game movies, which I believe is a whole different topic on its own. Uh, he said that Mortal Kombat, but that's being done. Resident Evil, which we just, he was not actually aware was getting a remake. And Silent Hill, which he said he enjoyed the first one, but he feels like the second one was terrible. I like the first two movies. They were just not enough plot in the Silent Hill movies. Like, it was just, hey, look at all the creepy things in Silent Hill, but there was no story to it. Anyway, that's how I felt about it. Oh, our friend McThing chimed in and said, we need a good Street Fighter movie. We got one, brother. <laughs> the original is good for all the wrong reasons, with the exception of Raul Julia, who is wonderful. Raul Julia does one of his best work in his life as he's literally dying of stomach cancer. And has one of the best speeches I mentioned every time it gets mentioned. When he's talking to uh, freaking Migna Wen as Chun-Li... And he's like, the day M. Bison came to your town was the greatest day in your life, but to me, it's Tuesday. <laughs> awesome. I think a remake of a Street Fighter movie would be good. If the Mortal Kombat movie ends up being good, then let's get a Street Fighter movie. Yeah, there's enough lore around it where we could do it properly. There's mm-hmm. a really good animated movie. i actually seen that one. The, I've heard uh, that's actually really good. The it's Alpha very one? Good. Where Ryu goes uh, to the dark side when he meets Akuma or whatever. He turns Sith? He basically turns Sith. There was an animated movie. There's a lot, but there's one where um, he's just traveling, right? And just trying to become a better fighter and whatnot. And he's searching for, like, challenges. And he somehow meets Akuma. And Akuma is like... I mean, you you've, you played him in the game. Just imagine his backstory and shit. It's fucking crazy, and it's all dark and, and whatnot. And he's just like, if you want to get strong, this is what you have to do. But it starts turning him into, like, evil Ryu. 
There's potential there. How about the uh, the the upcoming Illumination animated Mario movie that might be able to give Nintendo hope again? I'm really looking forward to that because Detective Pikachu was great. So Detective clearly, Pikachu is one of the best like live action Pokemon movies. I mean, it's the only one really, but it's so fucking good. <laughs> It's so good. Uh, how about Dragon Ball, a live-action Dragon Ball remake? Oh God, we need more. try, try again. I because just... evol- evolution was not good. I'm telling you, have you? I I keep saying this, but there's a there's a movie called Shaolin Soccer, and that's what Dragon Ball should have been. A joke the entire time? No, but like if you look at the 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 anim like the animation, the way the style, the fighting and stuff like that, that's what fucking Dragon Ball should have been. Shaolin Soccer is just. Uh. Let me see if I can find a, a clip and I'll I'll share it. There you go. Uh, Nicole had a good one here. Most young adult novels that got movie rights need to be re- redone with the exception of Harry Potter. And she did say that as horrible as Twilight is, it's actually pretty spot on to the books. And my comment to that was, well, when the source material is shitty, tacky romance dialogue and a really boring main character, there's only so much you can do with it. Because, yes, the Twilight movies are actually very accurate to the books. Right down to how shitty the dialogue is and how boring the characters are. I'm not reading this novel because this is a ridiculous novel that completely missed the point. Um, yeah, and of course, then the the person who wrote this, who went off topic completely and missed the point and tried to ter- change because everybody this is a problem I have with, with group discussions. The posts always get hijacked and turned into another direction and then. Dan, you remember this from the old WrestleTalk game when we would do the entertainment challenge as points or consequences. That the first entry would go off the rails and do something different, and then everybody copied that one. And you didn't get anything that you wanted to for the game. Yeah. This post completely goes off the rails and goes into a whole philosophical discussion about movie remakes and specific ones that didn't work. And that's why I was trying to make the point I was trying to make, which didn't. And then completely misses it at the end when he goes, you know, I'd skip to classic movies that are older than maybe Casablanca. And I'm like, you dummy. Casablanca is one of those films that's actually protected from ever getting a remake, just like Gone with the Wind. So, yeah. There is one movie that I think doesn't deserve to want one, and that is Silent Green. Well, funny you mention that, because my friend Sam Rossi was the newest comment on the post. And here's what he wrote. I have thought for years that Soylent Green was ripe for a remake. Change the name of the product to save the twist ending and it could appeal to a new generation. 100% agree. 100% agree. Yeah. Uh, And then our friend Not Rob had a good point here. 
people will always bitch about remakes of movies from 40 years ago before realizing that the movie from 40 years ago is also a remake of the movie from 70 years ago. You, oh, you mean like Scarface? Scarface. Yup. That's exactly what I thought of when I read that. I'm like, that is 100% a Scarface. Scarface, he's Irish. Because back then it was, we fucking hate the Irish. There's a bunch of Irish here now. And then in the 80s it was, we fucking hate the Cubans. There's so many Cubans in Florida now. What is over? (laughs) How'd you get that scar? Eating pineapple? That's the, the TV cut to the pussy. It's a pineapple. <laughs> dude, I just uh, like fuck, dude. <laughs> like just stop, just stop with the bull with the ball shit. Okay, if you could like, pick one movie to protect that I couldn't touch, what would it be? All right, other than ones that like actually are protected, right? Like Casablanca? Right. Okay. Ooh. Man, my original attack is my, like, my favorite movies. Probably wouldn't have an issue. Anyway. So. Well, my my actual go-to for that would probably be Star Wars. Because I feel like at some point, someone's going to attempt to remake Star Wars. Yeah, but George Lucas already. already did. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I got it. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, yeah, that's a good one. You do not read to ever remake Raiders of the Lost Ark. Ever. I'm not even including the other movies in that, because I know they're still going to do more. But I'm talking about, like, when Harrison Ford's gone, they're like, we want to do more indie stuff. So you feel like you would protect, basically, indie as a whole. Like, they can't redo indie. I wouldn't. There's no point. I'm okay with with some things being reimagined. Like, I like that <clears throat> I can still get my animated Batman and two different versions of live-action Batman that are both completely different. Like, I've got choices there, and none of that bothers me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, uh, this works. What about you, Dan? Any movie you would protect? I mean, my favorite movie is Shawshank. Yeah, that's but a good I one. Think anyone's going to ever want to. <clears throat> well, isn't that another thing? There are some Stephen King stories that could definitely be done better. There are definitely like definitely stuff in the 80s that got made into movies and short and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shawshank's my favorite movie. But I don't know if I would want, like, I think it has to be a period piece. I wouldn't want it to be updated. With yeah, a I'm, modern, I'm trying to think of, like, stuff. movies that I would protect are, like, a solid, like, one movie. And I couldn't think of just one just because, like, all the movies that I like end up being trilogies anyway. Well, then there's, like, the idea of, like, the Coen brothers took the Iliad and the Odyssey and made O Brother Where Art Thou. Right. Like, but that movie's fucking great. And there's a million Odysseus movies out there. 
Huh. So, and then there's World War Z, which has nothing to do with the source material except for the title. Because the source material is essentially a history. Right. So, which is why I was like, I don't know how they're going to do this. Unless they're going to show stories from the history book, but they didn't even do that. Just like, nope, it's Brad Pitt fighting zombies. Enjoy, fuckers. Then I did enjoy. <laughs> I mean, I liked it. If I was going to pick a movie, I'm picking Jurassic Park. The original Jurassic Park. Don't touch it. Don't try to remake it. Well, here's the thing. I don't think they will because when Jurassic World came out, it was supposed to be almost like a revisionation. Like, yes, here's the original source material. Now we're going to make a new story based on that. But it's also in in the canon timeline. Right. So I don't think they're going to touch something like that. I have to imagine that's in the library, Congress, oh, yeah. or whatever. That one's probably already there. If every single movie from the Jurassic Park is like canon... You'd have to imagine that at some point, society would be like, stop with the fucking dinosaurs and the parks. Stop it. Well, I kind of imagine out of all of the, all of the movies, what has there been five now? Yes. I think only two of them would be public known across the world. Right. Because the dinosaur going through San Diego, that's going to get out. Yeah, yeah, that got out. And then uh, people knew so about I, it. And then... I think JP1, JP3 are not known by anybody um, unless you know. Except the people who were there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who are JP2 forever. JP2 people know about. JP uh, World people would know about. And World 2 people don't know about until right now <laughs> when there's a dinosaur in the, the woods behind you. Dude, the, people were talking about this, and I found this kind of interesting in, like, lore of Jurassic Park, that, like, if you think about it, when they were talking about all the lawsuits that they had to deal with from <clears throat> the the three deaths on the island, plus that worker who got killed, which is why... So there was there were two things that came out of it. They're talking about there's, like, three deaths. They're people are like, what about that worker that got killed? I'm like, the worker is why all the experts are coming in. Because a guy died, and they're like, all right, we need to make sure that this is going to be safe. So find Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler and Ian Malcolm. And get my lawyer in on this. Like, we're going to we're gonna have them come in and test this shit out and make sure that this is going to be safe. And then people are like, well, but they talk about three people dying, but actually four people dying. And I, I was like, well, that's true. How come they always leave a name out? And then I realized something. Nobody knows that Dennis Nedry's dead. If you actually think about it, right? Because we know Arnold is dead. We know that Muldoon w- was killed. And we know that Gennaro was killed, right? Because the we, people were witness to that stuff. But nobody knows that Dennis Nedry died. He's presumed missing. So there may not be a lawsuit. For all they know, he got away with the embryos and changed his name and is living comfortably somewhere. Nobody actually knows what happened to him. Now, I'm sure at some point somebody probably discovered the carcass and the Jeep, but at the time, it wasn't known what happened to him. Because all they knew was that they had to get the hell off of this island, and they knew that certain people didn't make it. Did that blow anybody's minds there, or does that just seem obvious? Oh, no, uh, it's good good thought. 
We both. <laughs> I mean, it's not my thought, but it's still like, like I was reading that. I'm like, well, son of a bitch. Like, yeah, obviously we know that, that this shit was getting out because yeah. Speaking of movies that had extended scenes that would have made the movie better, the freaking Lost World Jurassic Park has this really cool extended scene where, uh, how do you actually pronounce the actor's name? Peter Postlewaite? 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 Yeah. He's got a friend in the movie that he's like, they're like lifelong hunting buddies, and there's a whole scene where they they beat up some drunk assholes at a bar and kind of bond, so it shows their friendship. So when his friend dies in in the raptor field, you would actually feel some sympathy. Instead, at the end where he's just like, my friend didn't make it and I'm done with this hunt. Like, oh, you got your T-Rex. This is everything you ever wanted. He goes, no, it's not because I lost my friend. That doesn't mean anything. But then if you actually put that scene in, you realize that even the hunter has a character behind him. But no, let's put in as much Vince Vaughn as possible. All because some, all because Spielberg saw Swingers and was like, "I want you in my next movie." <laughs> Son of a bitch! Uh, this is uh, this is what you get when you're. And then Jurassic Park three just never happened. Like, that's no I longer like, canon. I like it more than two. <laughs> I don't think I would actually go that far. <clears throat> my problems with three all stem from. Too much attention to a dinosaur no one gives a shit about. Tay Leone needs to shut the fuck up. Kids are problems. And yes, the raptor said Alan. Uh, I mean, there's a yeah. couple of cool scenes, but all the cool scenes in Jurassic Park 3 were ripped from the original novel and didn't make the cut of the original movie anyway. So, yeah. But, I could have yeah. lived without I remember. dinosaur saying Alan. Yeah, I think everybody could have. Jurassic World wasn't bad. I mean, that's exactly what would happen if a, if a theme park like that legitimately failed and it was always doomed to fail. And then Fallen Kingdom was kind of disappointing because it was a re to me it was too much Lost World. It was too much rehash of Lost World and also Jurassic World because we got to make another stupid fucking hybrid. And I was already over the hybrids. I'm like, is that really what we need to do? Stop making hybrids, like. Is you already that, know this is a bad idea. Wasn't that the whole thing, though? Is like they can't bring them back without turning them into hybrids in the first place because no dinosaurs that was exist. Issues, right? They had to use the frog DNA. But that was the funny thing. When I watched the movie the first time, I was like, wait a second. I know this. That's the frog that can change sex if it needs to. Son of a bitch. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. That's where they find the eggs, and I was like, I knew it! I remembered a thing! <laughs> hey, cl clownfish can do that, too. It really, ch especially if it's all males, one of them changes to a female. It really, uh, really makes me think about Finding Nemo and how much I don't want to think about that anymore. <laughs> That's the honest trailer for Finding Nemo, where it's just like, you know, if, in clownfish society, if there's no more females. One of the males ultimately changes sexes so that they can mate. And the only other male is his son. And then it's just the scene of them hugging and he just goes, oh, no. And it ends the trailer. I'm like, oh, son <laughs> of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's fucking terrible. Honest trailer gets a point. <laughs> Honest trailers are my favorite fucking sh series on YouTube after Angry Video Game Nerd. Like, 
that is the absolute best series. And any time they do a movie that I have seen, I watch the Honest trailer for it, and they're always brilliant. Like, the Home Alone one was great. They do Harry Potter. They do all the Marvel stuff. They do all the Star Wars. Then they have the Honest Game trailers. Like, they did one for Animal Crossing and for Among Us, and they were fucking brilliant. Like, yeah. They, I, I 100%... They finally say the title of the thing. It's always something different. My favorite was the, the Pokemon one, because every Pokemon, they do every single Pokemon with a title. <laughs> like, the one no one ever picked. Bloom and Onion. And then it just goes through all of them, all 151 original. And they've done that for every Pokemon series, but the 151 are the best. Like, just some of the. I'm trying to think of some of what my favorite ones are there. Like, uh, for Cloyster, they call it Haunted Vagina. Lick a Tongue is Girl's Best Friend. Mr. Mime is Hi, I'm a, reg- I'm a registered sex offender. <laughs> <laughs> For Jinx is Nicki Minaj. Yeah, it's... Please, please watch Honest Trailers for stuff. And the way they make fun of the... They make fun of while paying respect to the games is the best part. They've done some great ones with Mario. Uh, especially Mario Odyssey, where they keep talking about his nipples. Because the game features Mario's nipples. Good series. Good God. In fact, there's one for the for the Snyder Cut. I recommend watching it. So. I think that's a good way to end the episode, right? Go watch Honest Trailers. We'll give them some free publicity. Yes. So, homework. Catch up on uh, <laughs> Falcon. Watch the Snyder Cut. And now do Honest Trailers. That's there what you go. guys have to, to do. And then catch, like, you, just show up next week i'm starting to get super hungry and super tired <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have a good closing anymore you're just I like don't, oh, i don't oh, i'm uh, done with this I, yeah. i'm fucking starving you guys hungry i'm hungry yeah i'm ready i'm ready to eat some food so guys you've you've gotten all the plugs and everything you know what's happening uh we've uh we keep bringing you this content check out the website and we're going to try to uh, get you some more Park Hopper 101, some more straight shooting and all that other fun stuff. But if you like more of Eric, check him out on Sick Minds of Matt and Eric. If you're enjoying my, mine and Dan's banter, check us out on the Stupid Sexy Podcast where we review every Simpsons ever. And if you enjoy me and Eric, check out Park Hopper 101. All that's left is for the two of you to do something. That's true. We'll come up. I don't know. Crazy. What's something that you yeah, something you guys like that I wouldn't be able to be part of? I'm sure there's something. We're lovers. Aww. Well, I mean, you did call me daddy in the first episode. No, you were. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call you. I'll call you whatever you want, buddy. <laughs> just right. don't just don't call me late to lunch because it, we're hungry and it's time. So Enjoy the rest of your wonderful Sunday, folks, and the rest of your week. Uh, Getting up at 5 a.m. does suck, but it's worth it for the job that I'm doing. And yeah, uh, join the group. Be part of the interaction. I don't know what else to say. Be good to one another. Be excellent to one another. Yes. Exactly. 
We'll see you guys next week at the Nerd Table. For more great content like this, be sure to check out CKCC Radio and subscribe to never miss an episode.